Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, I love that I get to kick it up doing what I absolutely love. And uh, never thought my life would kind of t- turn, go down the all the curves that you get in life and end up right here. But I want to say that um, this is an incredible time to be alive, at least for me. I wasn't thinking so much about that a couple years back, as a matter of fact. My health was uh, severely threatened, wasn't quite sure if I was going to make it, and, you know, got to ask myself a lot of questions about life. But but what is really the key? Uh, you know, h- how do we know we're on the right track? Well, when I think about some of the things that I'm most grateful for today, right at the top of the list comes all of you. You are the best listeners on the planet. You're amazing, and I've said that to you a million times. The emails that we receive, the instant feedback messages, the call-ins that you do to the show, I have to tell you, you all have got something going on, and you inspire me to get better at what I do. Tonight's show is another example of that. Now, I want to start out, before I introduce you to my guest, uh, Russell Feingold, before I introduce you, let me just tell you something. We meet people in life. We never quite understand what's going to happen with that relationship. You know, we never really understand. We just kind of brush up against their shoulders a little bit here. Or what role will they play in in our lives? You know, what kind of shoulders will they provide for us to stand on? And I have to give a shout-out to someone tonight and someone that Russell knows. And that's Gail Torr. I met Gail when I very, very first, right out of the gate, doing the show. And here's what I want to say about this. When you're a new radio host, and most people don't think you have much going on, it's really tough to get some of the people that you really want to interview. Maybe some of the people that's on your all-time best of, I would love to, bucket list, interview them. And I want to say that there are people in in this world that really believe in the expansiveness of the universe. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what happens when we come in contact with such an incredibly intimate relationship, heart-to-heart with another human being. And that's what I want to say about Gail. I've had the honor of being, you know, amongst some of the most incredible people tonight is with by far uh, adding to the list of folks. Now, what I mean by that is many, many people come to the Dr. Pat show. I get to talk to a lot of really great people. 
Many of them come from a handful of people out there. Gail Tor is one of them. Tonight, I want to introduce you to Russell Feingold. And what I, want, what I mean by that is I want to introduce you to a gentleman that has got it going on. And what I mean by that is that this is a modern-day shaman. This is a master healer. He is an inspirational speaker. We're going to talk about the profound gift that he was born with. But more importantly, we're going to be talking about a very special message a message that is so severely needed right now, and that is the message in his amazing book, Heart Wisdom. We're going to talk about the nine-step heart wisdom process. Thousands of people. He's been on the stage alongside of so many folks, uh, Carolyn Mace, my buddy uh, Michael Beckwith, Andrew Harvey, T.R. Becker, you know it. You know these folks, and yet at the same time, I want to introduce, I want to introduce you to Russell because bottom line is we're talking about transformation. That's why for us, transformation and the transformation network that we're building has been something that's been so important. But what is it about heart wisdom? What are you going to hear tonight? What do you want to hear tonight that's going to help you transform your life? And so it is really an amazing time to be alive, and it is great pleasure and honor that I'd love to introduce all of you to my very special guest, Russell Feingold, and the golden key to awakening your passion, clarity, and purpose for being here. Russell, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I am... Uh... I am I am enthralled is a word that comes to me, excited and honored to be here. Uh, I see the list of you had in the show, but most importantly, I just want to say is the moment I heard your voice, right as we started this, I could feel a breath of fresh air. I mean, another the cool concept. Your energy, I feel where you're coming from. You, you, you've lit up my life. You light up, you light up the space, and I really feel what you're bringing through as an incredible channel of, of really truth and love and light. And again, not as a concept, but as a living reality. And I'm so grateful to be here. I think we're going to really fire it up here, Russell. I, I hope everybody, I hope everybody out there is ready. And thank you so much for your kind words. I, you know, let's start to let's start let's do this with a with a journey story, if I might. You know, heart wisdom. I say that, and yet there are many people out there thinking heart wisdom. Wait a minute, that's not right. Wisdom isn't that about the mind? And one of the things that I want to ask you about is about you personally and about the heart wisdom that you found and the challenges that you had to overcome, move beyond, so that you can get to this place, create this incredible book, and call it Heart Wisdom. Mm. I, 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 I love, first and foremost, talking about heart wisdom, and I love how you phrase that. Wisdom usually is, um, usually is seen or heard to come from the mind, and I, I can make a really quick distinction is sure. that I talk about, like, knowledge, knowledge, information. is something that comes from the mind. And wisdom, if we could just say it this way, wisdom comes from our experience. You know, a wise man, a wise woman is one who has experienced the depth of truth. So heart wisdom is experiencing a depth of, uh, a depth of experience from within the heart. And I remember, I remember hearing from you know, the great spiritual teacher, Ram Das, And I remember him talking about something called, if those who are familiar with yoga, one of the, called the eight limbs of yoga is bhakti yoga. And bhakti is translated as devotion, like a devotion to a, a, uh, an inner source, a deeper intelligence. 
And Ram Dass said these words. He said, bhakti, or devotion, bhakti is the experience of approaching the infinite through the heart. Mm. Mm. And, you know, and, and, there's such a love and a power in what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I, I would love for you to continue and talk about that love that comes from the heart. Because I also want to mention to people that, you know, part of what you did was dedicate this book to your parents. And one of the things you've said about that is these are two people who never gave up on you. Mm. I'm, getting, I'm getting the chills. I'm, I'm so you're actually the first. You're actually the first show, the first interview. Where I actually brought up on my parents, and mm. I'm so grateful you did. And you know, I really thought about who to dedicate the book to, and, and it became without question. And I really look into my life of really the you know the reality of family. You know, people say like you know that your spiritual family are people that you choose. In your biological family, you don't have really choice. And almost like you see people actually like kind of demeaning that. But for me, the gift is that these people, my mom and my dad, you know, I look at the path of my life, and, and I'm definitely very eclectic by nature. You know, I definitely would say probably the black sheep of the family out there doing it, exploring, you know, spending time in India, Peru, fasting, cleansing, doing healing techniques over my food at the table. Like whatever I was into, I was into, and I was pretty, you know, Pretty, um, I pretty much live with my heart on my sleeve. And my parents watched me, and, and I would even say, bared with me and endured as I went through some of these, you know, just really outrageous phases in my life. And never once did they write me off. Never once did they, never once did they say, oh, you know, he's losing, he's out there. I could always feel that they loved me. It wasn't always easy. You know, truth be told, we're all about the truth. It was very challenging at times. But what I got to see, especially in these latter years of my life, that they love me. I mean, they really, really love me. And not as a concept, and you hear me use that phrase a lot, but as a practice, as a living experience, always checking in. My dad would love me in the best way he knew how. And when I was able to drop my ego, which is a big part of the book, go from my mind, relax from my mind into my heart, I could feel my dad loving me in the best way he knew how. I could feel the love underneath all that he was trying to impart, the way that he would do it, some I didn't enjoy, appreciate, or understand, but it was him. And if I could let go enough, I could see the pure love, the love flowing from him. And the same with my mom. And I've had some of the best conversations with my mom as of late. You know, as I became to open to appreciate her, I could hear her better. She's saying the same stuff. I could hear her better because I was willing to let go, navigate from my head to my heart, and really feel them in a whole new way. How did they, Russell, inspire the title of the book? Let's talk about this for a minute. You know, because those of you just tuning in, uh, you know, I'm going to keep saying the book title over and over and over again because, you know, I, it, it's the ripple effect that we create. And when I keep saying heart wisdom, heart wisdom, heart wisdom, all of a sudden what's going to happen, you're going to move from your mind and you're going to feel that place of the heart that Russell comes from. And, and I wanted to ask you about the relationship between the book, how it came to be, and this, this, this incredible, amazing relationship that you do have with your parents. Yeah. First, I'll start with, you know, first I want to start with my mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, have, I, have, I, have an ama- I do have an amazing relationship with my mom. And I also have one with my dad. It's definitely different. It's a different relationship. And I actually had to come to terms with that. I had to really realize that, you know, truth be told, it's like I talk to my mom a lot more than my dad. I love my dad and I love my mom, but the reality is my dad and I just don't seem to reach out and stay in touch as much as like my mom, who no matter what I'm doing, 
will call me at least every week and be like, what are you doing? Thinking about you? Call me. What are you doing? I'm thinking about you. Call me. I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. And for me also, I really realized that's really the essence of the mother. You know, not only the biological mother, but the divine mother. Offering, just giving, just right here, offering and nurturing and nurturing relentlessly. And, and the two parts of, of, of a motherly energy for me is this relentless loving until you receive, and then when you receive, the Divine Mother just resting with her arms open, holding you. Mm. So she'll, she'll seek you out, relentlessly loving you, until you surrender, and then she'll hold you, and hold mm. you until you lose your way and forget. Mm. And then I just want to kind of go back a little bit to the wisdom of the heart. It's very, very innate for a woman, for the feminine, you know, for the feminine, divine feminine, the heart, the wisdom of the heart has its own intelligence. When I mean by that, it, it's its own way of moving and dancing through this life. And the wisdom, um, the wisdom, a great way to understand it, uh, is, of course, to experience, but to really feel into it, is that there's this, there's this amazing organization called Heart uh, Heart Math. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, profound organization who is devoted, hundreds devoted, and committed to really illuminating and sharing the wisdom of the heart. And some of the quotes, some of the, some of the uh, statistics in the book, those heart facts that you see in there, some of them come from heart math. And one of my favorite ones is this. The heart generates 60 times more energy than the brain. 60 times. So we're talking about a different power source. That when you access the heart, you're generating 60 times more power so what is authentic what is authentic power and how do we access it? The brain interpenetrates the mind. So those are very closely related. The brain gets access to this, you know, this incredible vehicle could notice the mind. But that's a different gateway. A wonderful great gift in the mind. But going through the gateway of the heart, it offers you a different experience. It offers you a sensory experience. At this point, I think everyone knows that it's all about love. Oh, it's yeah. about love. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't need to go and try to put... And one last thing I want to share about that. Everyone knows about love. So that being the case, if everybody wants love, it's about giving and receiving love, why is it we spend so much time in our minds? It's like going to the bakery to buy tires. You're not going to find it there. I love that. I, I have an expression uh, that I learned a long time ago, and uh, and it took me uh, to get a bit older here, Russell, to really understand what it meant. <laughs> Getting grapefruit from the hardware store. Yeah. Really hard to do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough one. It's getting, you know, nowadays these hardware stores are getting pretty, you know, pretty good at uh, carrying some things. But what you're talking about is a gateway um, for me. When I read, when I read what you had to say, when I read what Heart Wisdom had to say, and also in the work that you do, it's a gateway. And I want to talk about this gateway for a minute. And because I know that you have nine keys to awakening uh, your Heart Wisdom, I want to talk about this right now. And I want to ask you this question. Did we as a species, humanity, let me talk about humanity for a minute. Did we have to go through uh, the past several years that we've gone through in order to awaken the heart? And, and I guess here's my question. Do we have to suffer in order to become awake? Or have we become codependent with suffering to become awake? 
I would say the answer is geniusly implied, is that um, we don't have, the first part is we don't have to suffer. It doesn't mean that we don't. This is very important to clarify. What we have to do is we have to, if we want to be fulfilled, we want to access the wisdom of our hearts, we have to do what we need to do. We have to tread our own path, which means by going inward, we're tapping into this container of our being and to experience what's in there. If suffering is in there, then we, we, we will experience suffering, but we don't have to suffer. It's a very, very big difference. We have to, if suffering is already in there, we just have to allow ourselves to feel it, let it flow through us and release it. Suffering is being attached to that, and as you said, kind of being, um, being codependent with our suffering. If we're codependent with the suffering, if we're unconsciously engaging our suffering, then we will continue to suffer. If we, which one of the keys also is because becoming aware, if you become aware of what's in like the tank of your being, or the, you know, in the container of your being, you realize the suffering there, then it's a place of choice. I can soften and allow it to flow through the same way as if you unkink a hose. Unconscious, if we're unconscious, we have kinks in the hose, we feel pressure and we feel tension and we suffer. But if we can see the hose with a kink in it, give it a little bit of attention, let it soften, that suffering as a clog, say in the hose, will gently begin to relax and begin to flow and restore our natural nature, which is one of liberation, of freedom, of peace. Well, let's talk about this for a minute in the context of what you write about in Heart Wisdom, and that is this idea of, of people just hungry, hungry to live the lives they desire and just can't seem to get there. And as a matter of fact, it's almost as if, you know, that hose that you just described with that kink in it, every one of us has had one of those. You know, let's just face it, Russell. Everybody, we've, we've all picked up a hose where there's been a kink in it. But here's the deal. Somewhere along the line, we learn that by trying to yank that hose isn't going to work. And we do <laughs> have to, as you say, we have to lighten up. But yet when it comes to our own lives, when it comes to who we are, it's as if we're like these these mice on this wheel trying to chase a bit of food that is so far out in front of us we'll never get, and we run faster. So what is it right now that is happening to folks who have so much desire to live the lives they want and are completely frustrated not being able to do it? Perfect. This is the perfect. This is the perfect illustration of going into the bakery to buy tires. <laughs> we we get frustrated because we are. You know, I'm going to be totally cliche for a moment and yeah. um, use the um, use that wonderful lyric that says, "Looking for love in all the wrong places." Oh yeah, nope. I have that T-shirt not- by the way. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> we're not wrong. We're not bad. We've just gotten distracted, and I, in, in my experience, you know, in working with, and as you read before, you know, working with, I've worked, I've, I've had the honor to work with thousands of clients. Over and over, I get to see, it. and also even, even forget that I've worked with thousands of people. My own personal living experience, I've watched myself being challenged to access my own heart, and not because I don't mean to, not because I'm well, not well intentioned, not because I'm not hungry for it. I just don't know. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how to access. Mm. And I actually was just writing, um, I didn't, I'm uh, more and more getting into tweeting, I'm doing my best, 
And my wife is like, you got to tweet. you got to be there. Oh, you got to get the message out there. I know. I so, do, too. <laughs> Maybe we can we can learn how to tweet together. How's that? Deal. I'm in with you. <laughs> I mean, let's, we can become tweeting buddies. I mean, you know what I'm That's saying? Right. For those of us that, you know, it's like painful to tweet, we need to become tweeting buddies so we can get our message out there, right? Done. We'll be the lover. We'll be we'll be the lovers of the tweet. And uh, she's she, she's great. I mean, she's ferocious. You know, my wife is ferocious tweeting, and she she just knows the value of it. And you know, the biggest thing for me being so feeling oriented, like I got to be feeling it. And the best time to do it is when I'm feeling it. Like I could be tweeting right now. Anybody want to tweet? So one thing that I tweeted today was um, what did I tweet? I tweeted um, um. I tweeted. Oh, now I'm going to have to get. Now I'm going to have to be one of your your Twitter followers now, because <laughs> now right. now you now you've got my attention, and I found I found a, a Twitter soulmate right here. <laughs> totally, we're going for it, Dr. Powell. We are going. We're going to. We're going to rock it because these are important messages that we have to get out there. We need I to agree really with share. You completely. And it's so. And it's an easy way to do it. It's just not a habit. And that's and that's really talk about accessing the heart. I don't remember what I tweeted earlier. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. So, see, I'm not, I'm not as savvy as I wish I was, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to be savvy in the, in the tweet. Yeah, mode. I'm actually going to call tweeting uh, in 2011 a happy habit. A I'm, very I'm happy in, habit. In. There we go. Yeah. And I should probably tweet that. Dr. Pat, you heard it today. The happy <laughs> habit. Tweet, tweet your life. Um, so I, I don't remember what I was going to say with you about oh, that, but well, I'm, excited to, be, I'm excited to be committed about, about tweeting. Yeah. Yeah, well, the conversation that we're having is about why people can't live the lives they desire. I mean, right. you know, this is really the conversation. I, I, there are more people that call into my show, so there are more people that I get in contact with every day, and it boils down to I'm not living the life I desire. It, it's not like we don't have a vision for the life we desire. That used to be the old problem, right? Remember all, yeah. all the old self-help books that came out, and they were like, oh, wow, you got to have a vision? Now we have the vision but we're just like, oh, my gosh, I don't get it. Why isn't it showing up? Right, and, here, and here's the deal, and I just remembered, and I also found the tweet. I just manifested <laughs> the tweet. Here's the deal. It's like having the desire, really being good intention is one thing. That's a wonderful thing. And we're going to come back to this over and over again is that it's access. It's that, you know, our educational system, I'm not, I'm not going to knock the educational system. It's got its pros, but on the whole, the educational system educates us, not good or bad, into our heads. It's about getting the right answer. It's about figuring it out. There's a place for that. But as far as where we're moving as a global culture and really cultivating what's most true and real and meaningful and significant, and in that vein, in terms of what's healthy, it's about connecting, it's about accessing the heart. Where in our educational system is it about accessing the heart, about connecting with the heart, with the source of love and life itself? And the tweet is this. The heart, once you learn how to navigate in there, we're going to talk about it, of course, and, and we're going to do this, some of that today. The heart is generally relaxed, numb, shut down, or in pain. But regardless of what it is, it's about resting your attention or learning how to rest your attention there and giving yourself the attention, giving yourself the time. Because whether the heart is shut down or numb or even relaxed, when you rest your attention there, what you put your attention on grows. Mm-hmm. So as you rest it there, the heart 
as, our, as well as our bodies, as well as our beings and our lives, know what to do. That's when by intelligence, there is a primordial intelligence, a natural intelligence of life. And when we learn how to reconnect to the heart, the heart is, I find, is the gateway, the gateway to our lives, the GPS of our lives, and the gateway to the soul, to the inner intelligence. That part of us that is in harmony with life, that is being nourished and nurtured and breathed, if you will, by the source of life itself, is fed by the source of life. My experience is that there is this infinite energy source that is feeding us, and the direct line is through the heart. So it comes through the heart, comes, it comes from the center of our being, through the heart, and feeds out through the different levels of our being into our body, like, like a sun. One quick story about that. And we talk about shamanism, and that's really what yeah. my main practice is, shamanism. Yeah. Yes. And especially Peruvian shamanism. Have you, have you been to yes. Peru at, at all? Dr. Well, Matt? I'm actually going to Peru. I, I have more friends uh, out there, uh, my buddy Jorge and a bunch of other folks. And I was supposed to go last year, couldn't make it. But I, um, I'm actually going with the group. Oh, hallelujah. I know. I know. Mm, Amen. Peru. Mm, amen. <laughs> amen. I got to tell, two, I gotta tell two, two stories now. One, the quick one is, for those who well, are, let's and I talk know, about yeah. this a minute because I want to talk about okay. shamanism. I want to talk about, you know, what your experience has been because, you know, I think for a really long time that, uh, and still today, we refuse to see the shaman in each of us. We just yep. refuse to see it. Yep. And, and the reality, like, you know, what is a shaman? I mean, mm-hmm. a shaman, and you see, you know, being a modern-day shaman, what is actually that? No, what I, does I don't that mean for, the, for folks? Um, a modern-day shaman is, Someone who is who is in touch with the you know the ancient wisdom and these 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 um, indigenous wisdom traditions, and incorporates them through through practice, through study, through experience, and incorporates them and brings them into the modern world, and is living in the modern world. You know, is living you know day to day has you know has a career, is in relationship, is in the flow of life more in the modern world, and bringing that ancient wisdom here now into into the more Western modern world. And that's what, and that's what it's kind of like in the in the Eastern traditions and like yoga traditions or Hindu traditions. They talk about um, a Buddha in the marketplace. Very, very similar, similar concept. Well, and you know, this is really a time where all of us. And let's just, you know, let me just make sure that everybody knows um, who we're speaking with here tonight. I want to, and for those of you that are just tuning into the Dr. Pat show and you're tuning in late, I just want to say that. You know, you are being introduced, first of all, to an amazing book, and I want to make sure you all know that. Um, the book is Heart Wisdom, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, in a little bit more, why that's so important and why it's so important in this day and age. But my very special guest joining me here today, one of the, you know, one of the, one of the most sought after speakers, been on stages with many people, uh, joining me here today is Russell Feingold. And basically, I want to say to all of you is, if we don't cover something tonight, that's of interest to you, go to the website heartwisdom.com. Go to the website heartwisdom.com. Sign up for Russell's newsletter. Uh, download a version of, of the book and tap into your unlimited possibilities. But, you know, let's continue with this a minute here, Russell. Talk about, talk about the need for shamanism right now in, in, in a modern day time and mm. why heart wisdom really is the gateway for this. Mm. Why I'm so enthralled with shamanism, and, and, I, I, and maybe people don't really understand what that is. We really want to make sure people really have the best opportunity to grasp what shamanism is, and that really it's, it's a, and of course the shaman lives in all in every one of us. 
you know, it's really the shamanic heart, if you will, is that part of us that's connected to this primordial wisdom of life that is in the flow, in the flow of the cycles of the season. There's the flow of the cycles of life. There's a flow of the cycles of the moon that really understands the importance of the elements of fire, of water, you know, of earth, of air, and is really knows and really experiences that to truly be healthy in this world, we have to be in harmony, you know, with the natural world. The reason that we suffer is because we are out of uh, alignment, mm. out of relationship with the natural world and this natural intelligence. A shaman is one who is devoted, is devoted through experience and in understanding of this natural wisdom and the necessity to be in to be in to be in relationship and to be in healthy relationship with this natural world. If you look at the way the world is unfolding now, we've gotten we get further and further away from our natural intelligence. You know, very, very simply, if you look at our symbiotic relationship with trees, you know, the, the trees, the forests are the are the are the lungs of the earth. And what we're doing in just our ignorance, and I heard someone say ignorance is just ignoring the truth. Not, not wrong or bad, just ignoring, not understanding the relationship. And when you really can see it so simply that, you know, the, earth, the uh, trees, you know, what they, what they release, what they exhale is oxygen. And what they inhale is carbon dioxide, exactly the opposite as us. I mean, what a perfect, ingenious design. Mm-hmm. And so... And so you know, with the ravaging of the rainforest, it's not a judgment, it's just what's happening, is that, we, you know, we're devastating the rainforest. So what we're doing in our lack of understanding, lack of connection to really this relationship with the trees is we're literally suffocating ourselves. Mm. And it's like, and it's painful, and my heart even gets sad, because we just don't know. I didn't know growing up, but something inside of me, my soul, my spirit, whatever word you want to use, an intelligence, drew me back to the forest, drew me into nature. That's why it also feels so good because this living energy that's there, that's why it feels so good to go walk on the beach, to go be in the forest, to go on a hike, to be in the mountains, to go camping, to walk through a garden, to tend to a garden because there's a living energy that is coming from the earth and that when we're surrounded by nature, it fuels and nourishes our bodies, our hearts, and our souls. Unmistakably, Mm. unequivocally, without question. And that's what I'm devoted to, is help people to tap into that experience. And, and I'm on a roll here, and this ties right into heart wisdom. Why the healing of the heart? Why heart wisdom? In my experience, as I've taken the attention, got navigated my awareness into my heart, and, and used these nine steps, which is what the book is based on, to be able to unravel the tensions in my heart, to let my heart thaw, to heal through the pains and the heartbreaks and the devastation, that have been in my own living heart experience. As my heart has healed, my heart has awakened, and my sensory beingness, my feeling nature has awakened to such an extraordinary degree of feeling that you can feel the trees. You can feel each other as closely and as real as you do your own right arm. Oh, I love we this. We are that connection. We are that connected. Every religion, spiritual tradition talks about it, that we are connected. This is where it comes from the essence of not as a cool concept, as a living, breathing reality. We are all connected purely by experience, tangibly and consciously, and that's what's accessible to every one of us. And that's what the book is based on, helping people to get into that living experience, which brings us health on all levels.
I love this. And, you know, Russell, I, now you got me all fired up. I love that yeah. in, in your book. I, I, I mean, you help us break through the illusion. Let me tell you the illusion I'm referring to, and I would love for you to talk about this. The illusion that we get from the mind. And here's the illusion, and, and I'd love you to comment on this. The illusion that the mind can heal the heart. Now, this is really a modus operandi for many people. The mind, maybe we should do more. Maybe, you know, you know what I'm saying? That, that stuff that goes on, it, you know, if we do this, if we think this, it can heal the heart. It can make the heart grow stronger. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Let's talk about the relationship between the mind and the heart. And is it an illusion that the mind has had, has, has done a great job of having us believe that it can truly heal the heart? This is, you nailed it. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, the relationship of the mind and the heart. And you hit the mind is doing exactly what it was programmed or conditioned to do. The mind is not bad, and neither is the ego. The ego is not wrong or bad in any way. It was doing exactly what it was programmed to do. Um, there's there's a, a, a yogic a master called Vivekananda who says the mind is a, hor- is a, uh, a terrific servant, servant but a horrible master. And, and therein lies the, quote-unquote, misunderstanding or misalignment of a healthy relationship with the mind. The mind is a phenomenal organizing creative vehicle. It is best functioning when it's being nourished and fed with a deeper intelligence. Left to its own device, the mind will do what it was programmed to do. It will default to its previous conditioning. It is not the master. So as I said before, we've been educated into our minds. No one's wrong, no fault. It's just that's just what's unfolded because the mind is powerful, but the heart is 60 times, and it's even way more than that. I mean, statistics only go so far. It's through experience that we see that you're getting different information. If you're existing solely from your mind, you will have a very mental experience, not good or bad. You'll be very, you can be very creative. You can be very smart or very intelligent in a certain way, but you'll never be fulfilled and nourished in that succulent, infinite power of love which everybody yearns for. And when you touch that space, what happens when you access the wisdom of the heart, when you can navigate your attention into your heart and the heart starts to open, even just a crack open, the nectar that you experience immediately, what happens is you immediately begin to feel differently, you begin to think differently, and you begin to attract different experiences and people into your lives. It's like you, you, you um, engage or activate this magnetic uh, quality or magnetic experience in your life, a ma- magnetic phenomenon. And that's why it's like, that's why it's, I, I'm so impassioned by it because of what I've experienced. What I experience now is that the mind is wonderful, but the heart blows it away. Without question, without hesitation, reservation, apology, I offered every single person listening on this call, invest in exploring and tapping into the wisdom and nectar of your own heart, and your mind will change. You don't have to change your mind. Your mind will easily be impressed. There's a spiritual teacher I remember talked about this. He said, you will only change when you become impressed by something greater. In my experience, the heart is the great impressionist. The greatest impression I've ever experienced is the gateway to all that we are seeking. And we have access to that every moment of every day. So this is really 
the power. I, I, w- I want to jump to this uh, in, 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 and really talk with you about this because the time is now, Russell, and that's why you know your book, your coaching, your message is so powerfully re- being received right now. I mean, this is an incredible time for so many people. Um, our theme line for the Dr. Pat show this year is a slice of heaven in 2011. Every year we have a theme. Uh, and, and somebody said, no, not a slice. You need to say, get a slice of heaven in 2011. So, you know, we created this theme. And so it's creating a little buzz around what people want this slice of heaven to, to look like. And I love this. I love that we're creating dialogue about it. And so here we are with this longing for the slice of heaven. And does the longing cause us to fall into a victim state, and how do we get out of it? Mm. I mean, I almost don't even understand the question because what surges up inside me is, no, the longing, <laughs> the longing is, is the nectar, it's the calling of the spirit. It's calling of heaven, if you will. It's, it's right up there. I mean, yearning and longing. That's the calling of our spirit. One of my spirit teachers talks about so we, are, we, we long to return to our nature. Spirit is calling. Spirit calls every single one of us, every moment of every day. The trip is few respond. And I love, I love not a slice. It's like you want a slice of heaven. But I want to take it up another level because I know you're about thriving. Let's I not am take totally a slice. There. Let's take the whole freaking pie. That's the pie that's is available. What my, that's what Linda <laughs> said, the produ- my, my producer and my best friend. She said, wait a minute. We don't want the slice. We want the whole enchilada of heaven. Because <laughs> that's what's available right that's here, right, right now. And, and, and heaven, you know, some people can get thrown by semantics. And, and one of the first things I say to everyone I work with is that have the experience first. Then call it whatever you want to call it, whether it be God, Goddess, Spirit, mm-hmm. Source, Buddha, Allah, Christ, Christ Conscious. On a certain, it doesn't matter. It matters to you, but it doesn't matter on the whole. What it matters, matters is the experience. I, I, I assure you, without question, that when you're experiencing your divinity, the Spirit, God, Goddess, whatever it is, doesn't care what you call it. It's the relationship, the living experience, which is beyond the mind. When you're resonant, when you're radiating the living light of God, or the living light of the God, God is source, spirit, creator, all that is, the mind, again, is impressed totally differently. It is not trying to qualify or be right, or try to identify. Because even say God is identifying. When you're filled with the infinite light, infinite, the mind is overwhelmed with this experience of living light. And then some call that with the experience of it as joy, or love, or even heaven. And it does not care. It mm-hmm. totally cares about you, but it's not that kind of personal experience. And it is what I want to say about also coming back to, again, about shamanism. In, in, it, shamanism is a language. It's a beautiful cosmology. And I remember my first shaman teacher, she talked about it that way. It's a gorgeous cosmology, a way of just, a, a way of dancing in the world. And in the roots of shamanism, the solar sun was thought of as God, as the source of life. Understandably, it gives this warmth, this life-giving force that allows things to grow, exactly as you see a creator to be. It's a life-giving force. With sitting with that and through deeper experience, through deeper meditation, through deeper exploration of going inward, it was discovered, experienced, that it's not the solar sun that is the divine or the divine consciousness. It's the central sun, 
There's something beyond the solar sun that is fueling all of life, not just this planet or the solar system, but fueling all solar systems and all of life, every one of us, every moment of every day, all the time. The central sun is fueling billions of suns. That is a radical awakening and a radical it's understanding. It's a radical awakening. And so let's let's get to heart wisdom. Let's get to heart wisdom. How does heart wisdom fuel our dreams, Russell? How does heart wisdom catapult us to the place of what some people call disbelief, the belief in the miracle? You know, how can we tap into heart wisdom to be the guiding light that truly will set us free? I'll give you a few questions right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to chew on and marinate with. I love it. There you go. I love a good marinade, by the way. I love it. <laughs> a great marinade. First off is to, is to understand that it's not something that we do once. It's not something, okay, we tap in and that's it. Yes. You know, the beauty, it's a really shift in consciousness is what's needed here on this planet. There's some very real suffering happening on this planet. Yes, and, there is. And you, and you just look around. It's like there's some people in different spiritual circles who are like, oh, it's all good, it's all great. And, you know, on a certain level it is, but you can feel in that way of communicating that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I get that it's all good, but as I'm looking out in the world, you know, like, and I just got to drop it right into reality here for a minute, you know, a very real part of life is that you've seen, you've seen like, you know, uh, this organization called Save the Children. Right mm-hmm. on the front page is that 30,000 children, you know, dying from starvation every day is not good. And how is that happening, Dr. Pat? How is that happening? It's because we've lost touch, literally lost touch with what's most real and true, with the heart, yeah. with, with each other. We don't feel each other anymore. And then that way, because we don't feel each other anymore, we are abusive, not consciously, intentionally. We don't feel each other, so we say things we don't mean. We do things that we don't really, that are ungrounded, not connected to the heart. So bring it around full circle. The heart is a gateway into, quote, unquote, right living, into being connected to each other in what fuels the whole. When you tap into the heart, when you let the heart relax and you breathe in and allow yourself to soften. And, of course, why people aren't doing this on a day-to-day basis is because there is pain in there, because we have been shut down in different ways for so long. And that's why you don't just do it once. Living from the heart, a heart-centered life is a way of being. It's a devotion. And that's why this book, that's why this book was designed as a guidebook. Something you just don't read once. Another interview I did, he says, I love the way you designed the book, the way the book was written. It was something that's a companion, something that you take with you that you can, that you can refer to day in and day out when you need a, when you need a, when you need a, 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 a little dose of inspiration. Yeah. You know, it's one that's going over to any page. And you're like, oh, what do I need to hear today? It shows you how, no matter where you're at, to be able to tap in. And so what can we do right now? I mean, are you, are you open, Dr. Pat, if we just do a quick little one-minute exercise to help people tap in? Oh, yeah, in? I absolutely was wanting to, to have you do that because, <laughs> I'm you, feeling know, you. you know, I think, yeah, I, you're totally feeling me because, you know, this is a time for people to experience, first of all, the work that you've done. And let me just tell you uh, what I mean by that. It's not just about picking up a book and reading it because there is an energy that I get from the book and what you've created. 
And, it, and it's an energy that goes beyond the academic. It's an energy that invites all of us to help ourselves, pull ourselves forward through the energy of the heart. And that's an action for me. And so the sense that I get from all of this is that we become empowered and learn how to tap into that heart wisdom. And so, yes, I would love for you to share with our listeners what all of us can do right now to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about nine steps. Obviously, we can't get to them all here. They're, I mean, they're all you know, outlined in the book so beautifully, so easy. I want this to be so user-friendly because the reality is truth is simple. Not always easy, but it's simple. And we're going to take a couple, take a couple of steps right here. And, mm-hmm. and I love what you said. It's really about being a player, being in full participation in your life. That's what gives you the use. That's what gives you energy to be able to tap in and be able to have the life of dreams, how to thrive. That's why when I look on your website, I love that. Radio to thrive by. It's more than just radio. Like I say, Dr. Pai, I just want to, you know, kudos to you. This is more than Thank just you. radio. This is a vehicle. This is a, this, is, this is a vehicle, a channel of inspiration of which you are bringing forth the energy of life. Nothing less and nothing more. And what a gift mm. you are to your community. And I'm so grateful to be here. Mm. Thank so you. So with that, and I'm juiced up. I feel better. I'm like, yeah. I'm telling you, we should have booked, we should have done this for a couple of hours. You're going to have to come <laughs> back if you don't mind. I would love to. I, I love to. I feel you. And like, obviously, you know, and, and they even say like in traditions, different traditions, they talk about, you know, when one or more are gathered, mm. you know, when one or more are gathered, there's truth. And without question, you can feel it right here. There's a synergy that's moving between you and I, which, by the way, is a soul connection, something that you can't fake. Mm. And that's the gift of really, of really being heart open, being heart connected, and really letting your heart heal. Because, again, as I said before, when you connect with your heart, you begin to feel different, you begin to think different, and you begin to attract different people and experiences into your life. And, of course, it's magnetic. That's what, that's what allowed us to come together. It's magnetic. It's unavoidable it. and irresistible. I love it. So with that... Let's take a minute here and just do a little process, a little a little experience. First, we start off, one of the first things we do is turn the attention inward. Just hear those words. Turn the attention inward as simple as if you took a warm blanket and laid it over your physical body and allow the warmth to just soften in, let it radiate in and just be able to cuddle your body, be able to hold your body, embrace your body. Turn the attention inward like a warm blanket. And as that allows me to soak in like that, bring full attention to the breath. One of the steps in the book is the breath as the gateway into the inner world. Bring full attention to the breath. Let the breath empty out with a full exhale. Smooth transition to an inhale in through the nose, following the natural path of the breath up into the brain, down the spine, all the way into the pelvis to place the abdomen like a big balloon and then inflate up into the heart. At the peak of the breath, hold the breath and let the body soften. Call this suspending the breath. Hold the breath and let the body relax. Do this for seven seconds. And now slowly exhale. As you exhale, let the body soften ten times deeper. Emptying the body out, a deep, full exhale. Make space for a deep, full inhale. Smooth transition to an inhale. We now invite in life. Breathing it in through the nose, up into the brain, down the spine. and play the abdomen like a big balloon. All the way up into the heart. Suspend the breath one more time. Keep the breath held for seven seconds. 
letting the body soften a hundred times deeper as we now exhale. As we exhale, give permission for the body to let go a thousand times deeper, softening open to this moment. Fully exhaling, last time. Smooth transition to an inhale, biggest breath yet, breathing like we mean it. Fall the breath in, same, pass the breath. Now as you're breathing in all the way, falling the pelvis up into the heart, as you're doing that, one of the most beautiful things about the breath is the breath brings us into the body. One of the most beautiful things about the body is the body is always in the moment where all the magic is happening. Hold the breath deep in the heart, suspend that breath, sip in a little more at the top, and let's spend for a full 10 seconds last time as we suspend, give the chances for the gas of the carbon dioxide and the oxygen to exchange which cleans the blood. It also cleans the energy of the more subtle component, the prana, the life force, the chi that, is a, that the breath is a carrier for. 100% permission to receive all the gifts that are here in this moment. Mission to let go of the past. Release the future. Mm. Full permission to be fully here now. And now we exhale. Letting go of trying to do anything, trying to achieve anything. Full permission to receive all the gifts that are here. All the gifts that you are. Pure gifts that we are. Beyond the mass, beyond trying to do anything, trying to achieve anything, trying to be anything. Full permission to be ourselves. Let the breath come back to a nice natural rhythm. A little deeper, a little more conscious. Before I turn it back over to Dr. Pat, with what you're feeling now, allow it now to seep into the heart. Favor seeping into the heart. Share what you've cultivated with your heart. Let you seep in. Again, this is a practice. Something to be cultivated, something that we do day in, day out. And then eventually it becomes <clears throat> not something that we just do day in and day out. It becomes who we are. It awakens mm-hmm. us to who we already are. This living, breathing, not only physical heart, but this living, breathing source of love and life itself. Return to our nature. Back to you, Beth. Oh, it's R- Russell, I have to tell you, it's beautiful. And for those of you that um, have just experienced this with my very special guest today, one of the things I want to say about it is, and if you all haven't experienced this, I would encourage you to download this archive again when it's ready, or you can simply go to Russell's website, heartwisdom.com. But there is a freeing that just happened here, Russell, and, I, and I'd like to, to talk about it for a minute. You know, what, what I think all of us have just experienced is um, an expansion. And, and, and let me, I don't know how to describe it any other way, but it's an expansion, an expansiveness of the heart and that heart energy. And, and it is this place of unlimited flow, if I could describe that, or at least that's what I was experiencing in the moment. And there's a power from that that one cannot describe except by the way you described it, for it to be of a nature that many of us can't see, whether you call it God, the universe, whatever that is. It has the same sense and the same feel of the expansiveness of the power of the universe, of the power of faith and the power of belief, the power of shamanism, whatever one wants to call it. Is that, 
is that energy, is that power what's called for for each of us to transform ourselves today in the world we live in and therefore transform the world? Without question. Uh, you, you nailed it. I mean, that's absolutely what's happening is that in, in way, in, earlier in the call we talked about, you know, the mind, even though the mm-hmm. mind has an infinite capacity, the way we use it has, we, we've been using it has limitation. Again, it's like going to the bakery to buy tires. What we're doing here is we're transcending the mind, opening up to this current of energy, this living force that is infinite, infinitely flowing every moment of every day. And what we're learning how to do is to access it, access it through the heart, because the heart has its own flavor, which is a flavor of caring, of compassion, of connection. And it's so what this world needs now. It's, 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 if, if the world leaders tapped into their own heart wisdom and felt we were all connected, we would stop trying to get, we would stop trying to get our own piece of the pie. We would realize that there is an infinite pie available to every one of us and is not for every one of us when we're in right relationship. And the heart is the gateway, is the vehicle that shows us how and taps us into this infinite source that is feeding us every moment of every day, even when we're not consciously connected to it. And Mm. that's the beauty of it. However, we are consciously connected, we begin to respond differently. We stop reacting from limitation and from fear. And we start dancing with each other. We start loving each other from a very different place. And it is a process. And it is an expansion because the heart, and the last thing I want to touch about about this is that the heart, it does naturally contract and expand. But what you're talking about is enlivening, is awakening a greater capacity of the divine heart. The physical heart taps into this living divine heart, which penetrates into the heart of life itself, the gateway. That's what Medigate was a living experience of which we all have that. And you guys want to refer back to the book. Like, I so spent so much time with my team how to break down the living, infinite experience. Don't be fooled. And I use that kind of tongue-in-cheek. But the nine steps are it. The nine steps are not it. The nine steps are a way, a pathway to bring you into you because you are it. You are is it. And this is a vehicle that will take you by the hand and help you to heal your own heart and open up to experience the infinite love and magic that's available to every one of us right here, right now. I have to tell you, Russell, thank, I, have, I can't thank you enough for joining us here tonight, joining the show. Um, and, uh, and truly, I would love to invite you back. There's so much more to talk about, but you are really a shining light. This is, this is a powerful message, and the book is definitely... Uh, something that helps people get to that gateway, that gets to that place where we even give ourselves permission. This is what I mean about the book, Heart Wisdom. It, it gives us permission to take that step of vulnerability to open our heart and experience all the love that's available to us. And I want to thank you so much for joining the show today and ask you if you have a personal message, something you'd love to leave with our listeners right now. Mm. Well, first off, thank you so much for being here. It's like, this has been so healing for me, and this is why I do this, why I'm so devoted to it, meeting people like you and having the opportunity to share this, uh, uh, such a needed message. And the last thing that I would share is that there is some very real suffering in the world. And, and, you know, we all go through our own suffering, and we all need each other. We need community. You, you, you cannot 
go through this life without connecting with community. You can't go through it in a healthy way. You know, you've heard, like, in different indigenous cultures, it takes a community, you know, to raise a child. And it takes a community to live your own life. And the last thing that I will say is no matter what you are going through, no matter how dire your circuits may look in this moment, whether it be in terms of your job, in a relationship with your own health, no matter what you're going through, it can change in one moment. I've experienced it personally within myself and with thousands of people that when you access the wisdom of your heart and the infinite love in there, your life can and will change in one moment. So give that gift to yourself because it's here for you, waiting to nourish you, to love you, and help you to experience the great magic that's here. Mm. Russell Feingold, everybody. The book is Heart Wisdom. I want to make sure all of you know that there is lots on his website. Go to <laughs> www.heartwisdom.com. Uh, he's got a blog on there. But more importantly, you will be struck by the energy and the passion that comes through um, from an amazing individual that is committed to helping all of us get in touch with the heart wisdom that is divinely ours. Russell, thank you so much. It was great having you on the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I so look forward to being in touch. And, you know, blessings to everyone there. And thank you for your incredible team putting the show together. You bet. And I want to say to all of you out there, every day I wake up and I think about, you know, how is it we here at the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network, how can we better serve you? And you've been such an inspiration for me uh, for so many years. And all of us are committed to help you find the support, find the dialogue, find just one spark that will ignite the fuel to get your selves in touch with heart wisdom. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Throwing your tips, you done some.